You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, at that time of the evening, uh, where we join our very own uh, Molana Salim Karim and Alhamdulillah on Pertinence uh, Punctuated. And we continue with our series on marriage and uh, miscarriage. And Alhamdulillah, this was looking at a letter that we received. And it says, uh, Dear Molana Salim Karim and Brother Shafat, Assalamu Alaikum. We at home uh, live in anxiety where our dad is always threatening family members that he will disown us if we don't obey him and if we don't follow his uh, regulations he, he always tells his way or it's a highway what type of uh, life is this uh, molana that we've been threatened that uh, we'll be excommunicated from the will if we don't obey dad's instructions and if we don't make dad happy he's always shouting screaming and uh, from the day one when mom married him he was always doing this please molana advise us Molana Salim Karim, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Tell me, how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Shafat Dubai. Well, for Allah, all is well and hope on your side. Beautiful weather in Durban, SubhanAllah. Beautiful topic again. And you can see that the Ummah is in pain. The Ummah is concerned. What is happening to the Ummah of Rasulullah? We are supposed to be united. Allah Ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu attaqullaha haqqa tuqatihi wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon. To be a Muslim and a mu'min is such a gift from Allah that you can put your head in sajda for the rest of your life. You won't be able to thank Allah for the gift of iman. And the beauty of a mu'min is not his wealth. It's not his intelligence. It's his akhlaq. As the Prophet said, خياركم خياركم The best amongst you is he who is good to his family, and I'm good to my family. The purpose of Nikah, as Allah Ta'ala said in the Quran, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَقَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجًا لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا the sole purpose of marriage is what? That through this beautiful institute of marriage, you must be able to attain peace of mind, peace of heart. Zehni sukoon bhi ho, ruhani sukoon bhi ho, or jismani sukoon bhi ho. That's the beauty of nikah. That mentally, emotionally, physically, alhamdulillah, there must be peace and tranquility in your life. And that is what Allah Ta'ala is saying. The purpose of nikah is that when you marry each other, you commit to each other, you respect each other, you share with each other in sorrow and grief. Allah Ta'ala brings about a beautiful union between the couples. So here is a question here from a sister or a wife that is complaining, from children that are complaining, that our father, Allahu Akbar, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah has made daughters the shiri for the father. She is an amanat, she is a shiri for her father. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah ta'ala blessed me with daughters and I love my daughters unconditionally. So subhanallah, if Rasulullah could lead with, with example, why can't we love our children? Why can't we love our daughters and sons equally? So it's a bad upbringing, Shafat. This goes back into now 
if you have to do a research into the individual's life, you can see that he's coming either from a, a broken home, he's coming from a dysfunctional family, or unfortunately, this gentleman has lots of emotional issues, mental issues. He's either a, a, a narcissist, he's sometimes a person who's very temperamental, a person most probably when he was a young child was either abused. So all that is now manifesting when he's getting married. He does not know how to love and how to show love to his family. And Allah Ta'ala has made it so more, so much more clear that as you grow in this marriage age, in the end, when Alhamdulillah in old age, Allah Ta'ala puts great amount of love and compassion. So, Mulana, as we grow Shafat by with our children and our spouses, this beautiful quality of love and compassion should prevail in us. So, for that sister, all I'm going to say is make lots of dua. You know, after namaz, read, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurrata a'ayun wa ja'alna lilmuttaqina imama. After every namaz, repeat this dua over and over again. Number two is read Ya Latifu Ya Wadudu hundred times after every namaz and make a dua in your heart, Ya Allah, generate love and muhabbat in the heart of my husband. Allah, make him a, a calm person. And you know, in the olden days when the husband used to leave the house, the wives used to send them off with a beautiful dua. And what was that dua? Ittaqillah. My dear husband, you are going out to seek sustenance and rosy ittaqillah. Fear Allah Ta'ala in all your dealings and all the things that you are going to achieve. And whatever you do, earn halal and feed us halal. So from the time the husband leaves, the wives used to sit on that musalla, read two rakat salatul hajat, and thank Allah Ta'ala, Allah, you gave me such a wonderful husband. Allah, in this old age, he's going out in the cold, in the rain, in the snow. But Bari Ta'ala, give him an easy life. Allah, give him barakat in his life. So this is how the wives used to do. But today, unfortunately, there is no respect. There is no transparency. In fact, the wife says, good riddance to bad rubbish. Gee, because the person is so toxic. From the time he gets up, he's swearing, he's abusive. Not a kind word that can be said to his wife and his children. So generally, people like this need to see a psychiatrist inshallah they need to sit in the company of the ulama they need to reflect and do introspection that tomorrow i'm making zulm on allah's creation how will allah forgive me on the day of qiyamah so shifat by allah ta'ala make it easy for that sister and that family and may allah ta'ala bring some understanding and reality in the life of this husband who is absolutely rude and unconcerned about the happiness and unity of his family so, Ya Latifu, Ya Wadudu, after every namaz, insha'Allah, read a hundred times and make dua to Allah. Can Allah soften the heart of my husband? Ya Muqallib al-Kulub, Allah, you are the controller of heart. Allah, turn my husband's heart into mercy and rahmah. I hope that answers the question for our business. Alhamdulillah, well done there, Molana. I really appreciate that. And also, whilst you're talking about old men going out and earning halal rosy, and your old man, you know, there's quite a lovely gentleman, uh, one of our Musallis that had made parda from the dunya. May Allah give him Jannatul Firdos. At the age of 82, Molana, he had rich family members. 
And they told him, you don't have to go out and work and all. We'll give you, we'll pay your bills and so forth. You know what he told them, Molana? As long as I'm walking, talking and moving, I will earn my rosy. And he went on, did it until uh, he made parda from this uh, dunya. Looking at a second question here, he says, uh, Molana Salim Karim and uh, Shafaat, assalamu alaikum. Really enjoy your company and I feel confident uh, that you will uh, answer my question to your best of your ability. He says, I grew up and I always heard uh, my mother cursing my dad, saying, you must die, you must die. And it so happened, Molana, that my dad died young. Was it my ma's or my mother's baddua that did it? Molana, please, uh, I'm still haunted by it. What's your reaction there, Molana? First of all, Shafat Bhai, Kullul Nafsin Zaifatul Maut. Every soul shall have a taste of death. Allah will not delay your death by a second. So that is our Akidah, that death is definite. Tuhfatul Mu'min al Maut. Number two, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam had forbidden the Ummah to curse anybody for that matter. Here is a wife that is cursing a husband. And this is a reality, Safat Bhai. I know of some instance where the husband and wife are fighting in front of the Kaaba. Forget fighting here at home. They're standing in front of the Kaaba where Allah Ta'ala's rahmat and mercy is descending. 120 mercies of Allah is descending. And they are making lanat on each other in front of Allah's house. How demeaning is that, Shafat Bhai? How disrespectful that is. Remember, when you curse somebody, and that curse is not meant for that person, Allah will return that curse to you. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam said, On the night of Miraj, Allah ta'ala took me on a journey of Miraj and gave me a tour of Jannah and Jahannam. And in Jahannam, I found mostly women. So when Rasulullah returned from Miraj, he asked Hadrat Bilal to call all the ladies of Medina. And Huzul sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam informed them about his journey and his visit of Jahannam and finding mostly women in Jahannam. So the women themselves were absolutely shocked. Ya Rasulullah, why is it that there are so many women in Jahannam? So Huzul sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam, the gist of the hadith is that you will have two witnesses in you. One, you like to curse. You curse your children, you curse your siblings, you curse your husband, you curse your parents. This lanat is on the tongue of a woman. Not all women, but Rasulullah said, generally, women have this weakness and shortcoming that they love to curse, they love to swear. So, Fatwa, you have seen two ladies swear. Have you ever saw two ladies fighting? Hmm. It, it is absolutely disgusting. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, one of the reasons why there will be so many women in Jahannam, that they like to curse and swear. And number two, Kufrani Ashir, they are ungrateful to their husbands. How can on earth swear the person who Allah Ta'ala, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, if after Rabbul Alameen, if there was anybody else to make sajda to, then 
it would have been a wife to make sajda to her husband. That's the maqam of a husband. See? And here you are cursing your husband. You're making lanat, you're swearing, you're disgracing him. Then what type of akhlaq is this? Will Allah bring barakat in that home? Definitely not. So Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, two weaknesses in women generally, that they love to curse Safad by, and number two is they're ungrateful to their husband. And beautiful example given that all your life you supported her, you took care of her finances, whatever her needs were, alhamdulillah, to the best of ability, you, you did your best. But one day, if she makes a request for something, and she's bent backwards, I want it, I want it. And you cannot, in that moment, give it to her. Or, or you don't have the funds at that moment. Then she will tell you, I married you for so many years, didn't even give me one black farthing. She never gave me one cent. See, this is the greatest nasukri anybody can do. And Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, you know, the real test of a wife is not when you are healthy and you got money and everything is hunky-dory, whatever it is. The real test of the wife is, will she support you? Will she stand with you in your difficult moment? Now that you're unemployed, you don't have the funds, you cannot bring the food home, you cannot give them the luxuries that they enjoyed previously. That's the time they want to leave you. Then that's the time they want to walk out. The real test of a wife is when her husband is down and out. And she still says, never mind, I will stand with you. If I have to sell my jewelry, if I have to give whatever I have up, and inshallah, make you happy and give you peace and sukoon, then that is for hayahu. You know, whenever you see her, she's modest. Whenever you see her, she's got a beautiful smile. Whenever you come home, you see your wife smiling. Alhamdulillah. Not angry and upset. She has this beautiful smile when she comes. She's dressed so beautifully. Such beautiful fragrance. Such beautiful meals presented. Subhanallah. May Allah Ta'ala give all our mothers tawfiq that can do this. So, jiski chehre par muskurahat ho, she's always smiling. Jiski dil mein neki ho, she's always thinking to do something good for the family, for herself, for her husband. That is a good wife. Ji, jiski zuban shirin ho, she's got a sweet tongue. She's not rude, she's not a nagging type of a person. She always says good words to her husband. She appreciates her husband. She gives good nasiha to her husband. And when she speaks, it's like a nightingale singing. You just don't want her to stop speaking to you. Allah Pak has given people such beautiful voice. Sometimes when somebody gives a speech, you know, it is so captivating, you don't want that person to stop. So just ki zuban shirin ho. Her tongue is so sweet. That when she speaks, it is so beautiful. And fourthly, for Maya, jiski heart Whenever you see her, she's busy cooking. Whenever you see her, she's busy baking. Whatever it is to make the family happy, see, you always see her busy. Subhanallah, jiski heart That is a good wife. So Shafat Bai, to those those parents or to that wife who is making this zulm and cursing, remember, is a time during the day, especially on the day of Yomur al-Jumu'ah, 
is a sa'a, a time, a slot. Allah Ta'ala has reserved it for accepting du'as. Now imagine at that particular moment, you are cursing your children, you're cursing your husband, and that curse is accepted by Allah Rabbul Alameen. Who is going to suffer? Your husband is going to suffer. Your children are going to suffer. And you are going to cry tears of blood. That is why instead of cursing, give them du'as. Du'a diji. Du'a liji. Take du'as from people. Du'a diji. Give people your du'as. Or du'a kiji. And involve yourself in making du'a to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jisha for that, Bolana. Another question here, brother says, Assalamu alaikum, Bolana. I'm the only surviving brother of three brothers we had. And I'm sad to say, Molana, I'm forced to uh, reveal this uh, to you. Uh, three of us, uh, we made mistakes as teenagers, and all of us had children out of wedlock, two with Hindus and one with a Muslim. The brother that uh, had with a Muslim, that son is now 50 years old, and my other brother's uh, daughter must be about the same age. And in my case, it's also the same story. Uh, Molana, our family members and our fathers and mothers uh, hid the story and also went to court and lied. I feel the guilt now, Molana. I'm old, but what should I do, Molana? I even feel sorry for my two brothers who made parda from this dunya. What do I do? I know each of these children. What do I do, Molana? Please help me. <laughs> لا تقنطوا من رحمة الله إن الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا يا أيها الذين آمنوا توبوا إلى الله توبة نصوحا قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التائب من الذنب كما لا ذنب له صدق الله مولانا العظيم الله تعالى والفقير Kufr and Allah will not forgive Kufr and Shirk. All the other gunas, gunai kabira, a person commits and makes, if he makes sincere tawbah to Allah, repents in this dunya, Allah will forgive his gunas. But Kufr and Shirk, Allah will never ever forgive. A lot of people have made that. At least this brother is so honest. There are so many brothers out here. And in case some sisters, you know, they have given birth to an illegitimate child. In those days, 30, 40 years ago, there was no police. You couldn't speak about this. Things were taboo. But a lot of men, father, children, with black women, with colored women, with non-Muslim Hindu women, with Christian women. And because of shame, at that time, you couldn't take them to court. There was no accountability. There was no protection for women's rights and children's rights. They got away scot-free in this dunya. But in the eyes of Allah, they are going to be held accountable. Because those children that were born out of this illicit relationship are classified as illegitimate. Now they are gone old and they are still living. It is our duty to go back to them and invite them to Islam. This is an amanat. You are responsible. Yes, the illegitimate children will be linked with the mother. They won't inherit. Yes, from the father they won't, but from the mother they will get. 
but they are going to be held accountable. There are so many of us who have fathered children out of wedlock and because of shame or because of money we could cover our tracks, nobody knew. I know so many cases, Shafat, but I deal with this every day. A lady would come and say, Mulana, that's my father. My mother <coughs> said to me, Mr. So-and-so is my father. And when you look at the dials, Mulana, you know, I had a son that came to me and said, Mulana, Mr. So-and-so is the Musalli in your masjid. Gee, that's my father. I go up to him to greet him. I tell him who I am. I explain to him who's my mother. But he just totally rejects me. But he knows he cannot see me straight in the eye because he knows that he's the father. He's responsible for me. But Alhamdulillah, I'm a Muslim. I've accepted Islam. But on the day of Qiyamat, my father is going to be held accountable. Okay, this is still a little bit lesser. And imagine you left those daughters, you left those sons. They became murtad. They became kafir. On the day of Qiyamat, Allah is going to hold you accountable. And if they have passed on, we have to make a lot of tawbah for them. We have to give a lot of sadaqah and charity, hoping Allah Ta'ala will forgive him. But if the children are still alive, irrespective of the age category, Shafadai, we should make a concerted effort to go and approach them to accept the deen of Islam and take responsibility for whatever we can do to help them. So this is it. First and foremost, the brother should make sincere tawbah to Allah Ta'ala. And if he fathered any children, and if those children are alive, he should go, acknowledge, admit, and confess, and take on the responsibility to invite them to Islam, alhamdulillah, and be that father that will pay for all the expenses and whatever is necessary. Another question here, Molana. A brother says, Assalamu alaikum. My late brother married a Hindu woman. They had three children. And uh, this, uh, whilst he was alive, the boys uh, used to go to masjid and they used to be on the straight and narrow. Today, uh, all the family members have become Christians and uh, they have the gall to tell us it was Jesus that gave them all the money. And that's why they're so rich now. Molana, what do we do in this case? Because if we uh, go to them, they lock the doors and they say they don't want to talk to us. Uh, what will be happening to our, uh, our late brother's soul, Molana? We are so sad. Molana? This is very important that who we intend to marry should be of the same religion. <coughs> and this is the problem that we are having in the olden days, Shafat Bhai. You know, there was a lack of deen, there was a lack of understanding. Today's time, Alhamdulillah, there are so many ulama, there are so many kitabs, there is everything on social media. Alhamdulillah, you can read up. But common sense tells you, you know, when it comes to compatibility, Obviously, there's going to be a conflict of interest, Shafat Bhai. If I get married to a Christian lady, or I get married to a Tamil or a Hindustani lady, gee, now these children are going to grow up. What religion are these children going to follow? Because Rasulullah made it very clear. Every child that is born, African child, Hindu child, Tamil child, Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, whatever, is born on the fitrat of Islam. It is the parents who their influence, either make him a Jew or a Christian or whatever. It is the parents. But in Islam, every child that is born. So somebody asked the question, but what happened? Murana, if the Hindu child got born today and passed away, where will this child be? So there's different interpretation of ulama. Some say there will be a place in Araf 
between Jannat and Jahannam, Allah is going to keep them there. Okay? So there's lots of riwayat, we'll have to check that out, inshaAllah. But the bottom line here is, Kullu mauludin yuladu ala fitrat islam Every child that is born, is born on the fitrat of Islam. Yes, the brother was alive, mashallah, he took the son to, to the masjid, but he didn't make enough effort. The question here, did the lady accept Islam? Did the children's mother accept Islam? If they didn't accept Islam, if she didn't accept Islam, that's also going to be, first of all, there is no nikah. Because for Islam and nikah to be valid, both of them have to be Muslims and mu'mini. You cannot be a Christian and a Muslim or whatever other religion, your nikah will never ever be accepted and counted. So the question here is, the mother of these children, did she accept Islam or not? Obviously, it sounds as if she didn't accept Islam. Yes, the boys used to go for namaz till the, until the time they are balik, till the time they are now balik, in terms of sharia, they are excused. Once they become balik, they are mukallaf for namaz, roza, zakat. They will be held responsible ji, for their iman and for their Islam. So, again, make tawbah, give a lot of charity, inshallah, hoping that Allah Ta'ala Try to speak to these boys or these children of your late brother, hoping that one day, inshallah, to remind them that this is what your father, this is who your father was, this is what his religion, his aqidah, his belief, inshallah, it will be much appreciated that if you all can also follow. Yes, we appreciate and we agree that we did not give you the full support or whatever it may be, but we have this big conscious, this weight on our heart that we are answerable to Almighty. So we are presenting Islam to you. We are inviting Islam to you. So if they don't accept, it's in the will and hands of Allah. Here, Rasulullah's uncle Abu Talib. What didn't he do for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salatu wasalam? What not didn't he do? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the dying bed said to Abu Talib, for Allah's sake, just read La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, and I'll stand guarantee for you in Jannah. But he says, last minute, I do not want to disappoint the leaders of the Quraysh and say that I chickened out last moments of my life. And he refused to read the kalima and passed away. Rasulullah cried a lot because he loved this anka. Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah in the Quran, إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي مَنْ أَحْبَبْتَ وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يَهْدِي مَنْ يَشْتَ إِنَّكَ لَا تَهْدِي Ya Rasulullah, you cannot give hidayat to whosoever you wish. It is only Allah who will give hidayah to whomsoever he wish. So we can only try and say, we'll invite them, make them comfortable. If they still don't accept Islam, then that's in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Absolutely brilliant, Bolana. We've run out of time. The barakah is flowing here. But are your parting words uh, this evening? You know, Afala akunu abdan shakura. Can't we just be Allah's obedient servants? See, can't we just be grateful for the gift of Iman? Can't we be just grateful to be in the Ummati of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? Rasulullah cried the whole night. Every day at the Hajjah time, Rasulullah is crying. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu ta'ala is worried. Rasulullah's ankles are swollen. Rasulullah is crying like how a pot is boiling with hot water, the sound that you get. That type of sound is coming out from the chest of Rasulullah. So one day she, as a wife, she felt sorry for Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, Allah has promised you forgiveness. Why do you make so much of effort? Why do you cry so much? Look at the words. Rasulullah said, Afala akunu abdan shakura. 
shouldn't I be grateful to my Allah for whatever is given to me? So my, my final word, Shafat Bhai, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us tawfiq that we follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and fulfill our intentions, inshaAllah, and do it sincerely. And as they say, the first love hurts the most. They say, but a single tear from your mother's eyes can kill you from inside. To Jazakallah khaira bawlana. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you, Lukalo, for great engineering. Keep it locked on to Markus Sahaba for brilliant programming from the team and I. We bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.